Yes, yes, I see it. It's an unusual name. Three-syllable first name, like Rebecca. Beverly, but my friends call me Bev. Yes, of course. And your last name, Wow. Vaverla. Vaverla, yes. Oh, you are good. Shh. Let me concentrate. Give me your palm. Oh, sure. Hmm. I see you have had a very sedentary existence for most of your life. Ooh, sedentary. Hmm, sounds exciting. Shh. Recently, though, a loved one was in danger. Oh, that would be my brother, Daniel. Shh. Oh. Please, try to be quiet. Your brother. Yes. From there, you have led a life full of extraordinary adventure. Oh, I sure have! Oh, sorry. sorry. As for your future, it is uncertain. But I will say this. You will go on an unexpected journey far away. Oh, like Mexico? I could get one of those big hats that they dance in. No! I mean very far away. I mean space. The stars, the moon... But beware, that way leads to more dangers, and perhaps even death. Death? And this is all that I see. That would be five dollars. Well, that is robbery, I tell you. It is also what the sign on the door says, my dear, and the one on the wall over there. The fee is clearly posted. I knew I should have gone to Vesper instead, but no, she says, I don't do fortunes. What kind of a psychic is she, huh? Are you talking about Vesper Kingsley? The charlatan? No, the woman. Look, I came here because you were a gypsy lady. We prefer the term Roma. And I met plenty of you people up in Wallachia, Wallachia, whatever, so I thought we might have some kind of kinship. Are you paying me or not? Oh, yes, here. Thank you for telling me I'm going to die from moon ether or whatnot. Please just go! Already out the door, Madame Zuzorstria, if that is your real name. Finally! Hello? Master Stavros? Come in! I'm afraid Master Stavros is busy right now. May I take a message? Tell him that the seed has been planted. Uh, very good. Uh, uh, just uh, one thing. Uh, who is this? Madame Zoroastria! Oh yes, of course. Uh, I must have missed that part. Sorry, it is uh, very hectic here right now. What was that? Oh, nothing, nothing. This is the League of Nations Police, of course. Cease your activities and come out with your hands in the air. Oh, no. That doesn't sound like nothing. I really must go now. A message received. Over and out and, uh, and out. Hello. We know Adonis Stavros is within this warehouse. If you do not produce him by the count of a ten, we shall be forced to... Good evening, officers. May I help you? May you? Have you not heard us? We have a megaphone, for heaven's sake. I'm sorry, I I was on the telephone. You were? Are you being beautifully ignorant, or are you just a thick-headed? Which one will waste the most time for you to deal with? He is stalling us. What? No! Define stalling. Out of my way! Move aside! Aha! That is one of his underlings. Uh Uh-oh. Count Wallachia, please. Wallachia is a place, not my name. Do you know nothing of the Eastern nations? Not if I can help it. How dare you? After all I have done to aid your investigation, you... What is that? Oh, uh, nothing. Uh, nothing to be alarmed at. Uh, alarm. Uh, get it? Warning. Liftoff is imminent. Please clear the facility at this time. Uh, if you'll excuse me, officers, uh, Count. Where do you think you're going? I am uh, 
giving myself up. Uh, your cars are this way, yes? Uh, let us deal with the arrest over there, far away from this warehouse. Yes, uh, far away. What is your game? I want to see Stavros's head on a platter. I do not care about his underlings. This is absurd. You two agents there apprehend and process this man. The rest of you into the building. This ends now. Oh no. Take cover. Now. Ah! Very good. It's a rocket. An enormous rocket. Then it is true. Stavros is heading to Moonlandia. It's time to blast off on another round of adventure of lunacy of Tales of the Extraordinary! As we begin our first chapter of The Killing Moon, let us play a quick game of catch-up, shall we? Our heroes in the do-gooder organization, calling themselves simply The League, have been taking it easy as the fall of 1927 turned into the spring of 1928. If by taking it easy, we mean fighting witches, ninja, and man-eating turkeys. But as they dallied, their enemies plotted. More specifically, billionaire Adonis Stavros, industrialist Henry Ford, German fascist Adolf Hitler, and the exiled Grand Titan of the Providence Ku Klux Klan. With the destruction of his man-made island at the hands of the League, Stavros is in need of a new base of operations, a moon base of operations. We join them as their amazing rocket is now entering moon orbit. The ship fires four small landing rockets and descends with precision and surprising grace, thanks to the light touch of the moon's gentle gravity. Though the colony below is but a modest cluster of identical pods, it is clearly bustling with life, with people on the go, on the moon. People on the go on the moon! Docking procedures completed, we now rejoin our travelers as they step through the glass-bubbled corridor onto the platform that overlooks the colony below. Gentlemen, welcome to Moonlandia. Based on my own designs, of course. Yes, Henry. With a few modifications, though. You'll notice every part of the base is made of easily replaceable parts make a repair is really a snap. This is not one of your Detroit showrooms. Always in salesman mode. Mr. Hitler, are you all right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am I am just in awe. Uh, do you mind if I take notes? Landing a little Nazi moon base of your own there, Adolf? Feel free, my friend. Though I prefer not to share our scientific discoveries with a world that is not ready for them. I allow sharing amongst my fellow colleagues. Naturally. Wunderbar! And you are welcome to take off your helmet here, Mr... You can call me Grand Titan. Keeping your secrets? Even among friends? Fine. You can call me Forrest. My mama named me after the great Nathan Bedford Forrest, first Grand Wizard of our holy society. Very well. Forrest. Henry vouches for you both. So I will trust his judgment. As I said, old Adolf here is a big fan of mine, as I am of him. And young Mr. Forrest here saved me from the clutches of the poor when they mutinied aboard our ocean liner on the way to Europe. I knew a kindred brother when I saw one. <laughs> That's right, bunch of like-minded brothers. That's us. And you will all be builders of the new world order I have envisioned. Absolutely. A world without Negroes. 
Or Mexicans. Or the Orientals. Don't forget the Juden! Oh, yes. Naturally, the Jews. <laughs> That's a given. Uh, what's the matter, Adonis, old boy? <clears throat> While your global-scale ethnic cleansing is certainly admirable in its audacity, I would like to get one thing clear. Here, in Moonlandia, as well as the New World, the only basis for superiority is science. I do not care if a person is Jewish or a dwarf or can only speak by moving their eyes. Everything else can be changed. Was? This is blasphemy! The Juden especially! Have been successful at whatever they set out to do. Their culture is perfectly adapted to getting ahead in the world. I will never understand why they continue to be so discriminated against, even in such an enlightened times as 1928. I can only assume it's childish jealousy. Nine! Absolutely not! Hold on a minute there, Adonis. Uh, eugenicists agree that... <laughs> eugenics. Don't make me laugh. I... Uh, how but... I like you, Adolf. You have ambition that rivals my own. But you have a lot to learn about real science. When we are settled in here, remind me to debunk that pseudoscience for you. I dare you to try. I will show you the truth of eugenics even if it takes the rest of my life to prove it to you. Halt! Who goes there? State your names or you will be punished. What the hell? Please watch your language. This is my granddaughter, Gorgo. What? Papu, is it really you? Of course, darling. I have finally returned. It's been so long. Give your Papu a hug, yes? Danger! Cease hostile action toward Mr. Stavros! You have 20 seconds to comply! Mein Gott, what is that thing? Oh, this is Mr. Bubbles, my killbot! It is hideous! It looks like a man, but there is a camera where the head should be, and a giant face where the chest should be! You wash your mouth out with soap, Mr. Meanie! I built him myself! He's a work of art, I'll have you know! You have three seconds to comply! No, Mr. Bubbles! Robot. This unit is sorry, Mr. Stavros. Mr. Bubbles, please make note of everyone in this room and add their likenesses to your database, filed under allies. Yes? By your command, Master Stavros. I'm sorry, but if no one else is gonna ask, how old are you, young miss? I'm five. Actually, I'm not five yet. My birthday is next week. And I got you a present. You did? What is it? Ah, 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 that would spoil the surprise. Tell me now or we'll have Mr. Bubbles override all your commands and gun everyone down in cold blood. Very well. I could never say no to such a threatening little monster. Yay! <laughs> it is on the rocket. Go on and see if you can find it. Okay. Come on, Mr. Bubbles. I got a present. I got a present. Forgive her tactlessness. Young Orgo is security chief here at Moodlandia. You put a little girl in charge of security? But of course. Children are masters of manipulation, lacking any empathy for other living beings and all too comfortable with casual violence. She is perfectly suited for the job. Clever. Also, she is my advisor. After all, if a five-year-old girl can see the flaws in a plan, then it clearly will not work. Now. Come, I will take you on a quick tour of the facilities and then show you to your rooms. And then what do we do? Why are we up in a place that until today I thought was made of cheese? 
I truly hope that was a yoke. As for what we are doing here? Why, Forest, we are here to finally take over the world! And now, let us take over your world with this amazing product from our sponsor! Fellas, listen to your woman. Now listen to me. Back to your woman, now back to me. Sadly, she doesn't taste like me. But if she used Ethel's Feminine Sweetening Cream, she could. Listen carefully. You're on a boat with a girl your girl could taste like. Back to your girl, back to me. What's in my hand? It's a steak, cooked just the way you love. Look at what she's wearing. What am I wearing? Nothing. Anything is possible when your woman uses Feminine Sweetening Cream. I'm on a bear. Side effects may include feminine leakage, crotch rash, and unexpected cunnilingus. Cannot be used as lip balm. Sure it can. Is not socially acceptable to use as lip balm. Try Ethel's Feminine Sweetening Cream. The only feminine sweetening cream you can use on bears. Now available in honey. Mmm. Sounds delicious. Much like the gourmet dinner being served to our villainous guests in Moonlandia's surprisingly ornate, for a moon base, dining hall. And a flavorful spanakorizo with a side of orta. Thank you, chef. I'm sorry, but what did he just say? All I see on my plate is a square the color of my own sick. How dare you! <clears throat> a process we refer to as freeze-drying, Forrest. Remove the moisture from the meal for easy transport, then rehydrate upon serving. I would go into the benefits of this method, but we need no more digressions. Please, continue, Henry. Well, once we own the radio stations I mentioned, all separately so as to avoid any antitrust laws out there, we begin broadcasting our propaganda- You mean our message? Our truths? Yes, yes, truths. Anyway, our message will undermine the leaders in that particular region and slowly build up our own image as saviors. This is good. I like where this is going. Adolf, what do you propose? Simple. Views force. Ground forces, air forces, tanks, forces. Throw everything we've got at them. Won't the League of Nations have something to say about that? Bah! They are a powerless body of bureaucrats. By the time they act, all of Europe would be mine. You mean ours? That's what I said, ours. Your ideas so far all have the same general theme of direct physical force. Do you have anything more subtle? I do not understand that word. Fine. Forrest? Well, I wrote a few ideas for world domination right here on this napkin. <clears throat> Mind-controlled jelly beans. Cross-burning, but like the big ones. Book-dissolving virus. Declare yourself emperor and just kill anyone who disagrees. Contaminate the world's water. Summon the Elder God Buru. Flying spiders, but robot spiders. Replace showers with mind-altering gas pipes. Create global epidemic that only we have the cure for. Uh, wait, wait, uh, go back, Vaughn. What was that about the gas showers? Let's just stop there. Gorgo, dear. Thoughts? I like the jelly beans, but spiders are icky. And I think books are swell. Don't hurt the books, you big meanie. Whatever, you know what I prefer. I already said no racial genocide. Bah! Do what you know, that's what my pappy always said. Stop, stop, stop it. I have made my decision. We will go with the tripods idea. Yay, tripods! 
mainly because we already have prototypes built. I made them all myself. But that was the first idea you brought up. Uh, what was the purpose of this brainstorming meeting if you already made up your mind? I wanted to see how you all thought, of course. So you're not going to use any of my ideas? Not even the laser hosen? Sorry, no. Now, we just need a target upon which to test the tripods. A national leader. Oh, I nominate Japan. They stole our territories in China after the war, and I want them back for the Futterland. An exquisite choice, dear Adolf. Well, the Emperor will be on his annual vacation away from the palace around this time, and I happen to know where the Emperor's vacation home is. I went on a retreat with little Hirohito just a few months ago. It's out in the countryside where security is lax, and there should be few witnesses. Then it is settled. Today, Japan. Soon, the world. To the new world order, gentlemen. To the, the new, new world, world order! order. <laughs> Yay! Ah, Japan. Where the biting, soul-crushing cold of winter has lost its battle against the usurper known as spring. In celebration of this victory, Cherry and plum trees have exploded in blossoms of pink and lavender, respectively. It is a time for renewal, a time for love. And so it is that on this fine spring day, as the blossoms rain down like snow through the idyllic plains of Ibaraki Prefecture, professional wrestler Rod Stevenson and his soon-to-be bride and Kunoichi Ninja, Shinobu Fujiwara, are finally getting married. With his best man, fellow wrestler Wendigo, beside him, Rod awaits the coming of the bride. I think I'm sweating through every layer of this tux, man. Don't be nervous, Rod. Being married is just like being not married, only with rings. Yeah, thanks for the pep talk, big fella. But I'm not nervous. I'm just sweating my brains out. Apparently the seasons go from freezing to sweat lodge without a break in between. Aw, oh, good point. That's why I usually walk around shirtless, right? I'm real grateful you got all dressed up for the wedding, Wendy. It's the least I could do, eh? If anyone should be nervous, it's me. Being a female groomsman is unusual enough in America. I'm surprised I haven't been deported yet. You are a big reason this wedding is even happening. And the Fujiwars are all about bucking the norms, Miss Kingsley. Especially if it involves the ladies. I know a few suffragettes they should meet. I was fine with having a traditional Japanese wedding even. But Shinobu wouldn't hear it. She's a big fan of all the Western stuff. Is she a Christian? Oh, Lord, no. That's why we got this guy to be our officiator. If you don't mind, Rod, I really need to concentrate on my lines. Uh, sorry, Doc. Oh, here she comes. If he starts to get cold feet, just give me the cue and I'll change his mind. With my mind. Sure thing, ma'am. Ahem. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together. Today, we are gathered to join these two in holy matrimony. Oh no, it just occurred to me that I'm speaking English. Should I have written this in Japanese too? Should I have a translator next to me? Or is that interpreter? I always forget the difference. Doc, come on. Hmm? Oh, yes, uh, where was I, right? Holy matrimony cow, a meteor! That's no meteor, it looks like metal. Either way, it's gonna hit nearby. Everybody down! 
Oh, wow. That was sure close, eh? A little too close. Shinobu, you all right? Shinobu? Oh, I think I see her at the bottom of the hill heading to the site. Damn it, girl. Wait for me! No! Look! What in the hell? What is that thing? Looks like a three-legged milking stool, only... A tripod! Well, yeah, basically. No, no, I mean, I know what that is. Doctor? It's one of Adonis's creations. I remember discussing it over dinner one night. Did I ever tell you about the exquisite Greek cuisine his personal chef- Not now, Doctor! Sorry, uh, yes, we talked about an automaton with three legs, but I thought that it was just a toy for his granddaughter, not a monstrous machine like that. It's walking north. Where could it be headed, Rod? Eh, uh, I don't know. Mito, the capital. All they have is Nato, though. Ugh. And that really big garden, eh? That famous one that the Emperor is visiting today? Uh-oh. It's heading for Hirohito? That would make sense, yes. Well, good. That guy's kind of an ass. Let's not forget he tried to kill us a couple of times at least. That may be so, but if anything happens to him, it could send the country into chaos. Oh. Yeah, that's bad, I guess. But how do we stop it? It's 50 feet tall. Ah, oh, I know. We fight a monster with another monster. I don't think I follow. Doc, you remember Mr. Mittens? My big moth buddy we met on Monster Island a couple years ago. Actually, that's not the official name don't of the care. island. Don't care! You flew here in your jet helia chopper, right? The air whale! Get her warmed up, man. We've got about two hours before that thing lumbers up to Mito City. Now, how fast can that whale fly? Theoretically, very. Empirically, let's find out! Looks like we have some time to kill folks! Uh, wait! Looks like we have some time to kill, folks! There was a comma there! Grammar saves lives! Why not kill that time with some killer savings from our next sponsor? Ladies, do you want your husband out of your life? Yes! Do you want your husband out of your way? Yes! Do you want your husband out of your pants? I'm a woman, I don't wear pants! Well, based on ancient Chinese technology, you should be buying Ethel's Misterectomy. It may look like a box of toothpicks, but just use one and you're done. Oh, I'll try it now. Try it now. I will. Hi, honey. Hi, sweetheart. It's been a long day. Sure has. You're looking good, though. Oh, so are you. Oh, oh yeah? Come here, honey. Oh. Um, oh, come here. Oh, I'll, I'll come here. Oh, and don't oh, mind it, this. What's... It's, uh, just, ow. it's just a toothpick, what honey. The? Oh, I, I have really good aim. I'm sorry. How did oh, you dear. even get that up there? Oh, it's bleeding. Ow! Oh. Ethel's home misterectomy kit. The only misterectomy kit you can use on bears. Two hours later, let's check in with our frenemies, Henry Ford and Adolf Hitler, on the moon and see what progress they are making in their plans for world domination. This should be the location, masters. Not a lot of people around, though. Uh, so far, this test has been a failure. If we don't find him before morning, the tripod will be out of direct sight of the moon. Uh, turn on the directional microphones and scan the area. He's got to be around there somewhere. As you command. Oh, I'm picking up something. Kairakuen ga sugoku kirein desu kerero, kokoro wa Tokyo ni are? 
That's him! Engage! But Mr. Stavros said to call him once we located the Emperor. He wanted to be here for- I said engage! Yes, sir. Give me the transmitter, son. Yes, Master Ford. Stop. Don't move or else I will step on you like a bug. I know you understand English, right? What are you? Not a what, but a who. I represent a very powerful Hello? man. He wishes to... Can, can you hear me? He wishes to discuss sharing that yes, power I with... I can hear you. Damn it, son! Uh, there is a lag, sir. About two and a half seconds. Here, let me try. You, a little oriental man, just listen to us and wait until we are finished. How many of you are in there? Peter Schweigen, I will tell you when to talk. We are here to offer you peace, but only if you agree to share power with us. Hello? May I speak? Yeah! Uh, here, you take this, Henry. Good. Now you listen to me. I am the Emperor of Japan. I do not share power, and certainly not with a machine. Ah, sure you do, son. Dot runs a country more than you do. You're practically a figurehead, Hito. Your voice? is very familiar. Uh, never mind that. I'm here to make a deal, Hito. In exchange for essentially being a puppet emperor, we promise to make it so people of your fine nation listen to you and only you. No more prime ministers, no representatives, or whatever the hell you call them there. Only me? Or do you mean only your benefactor? Semitics. I, I mean, semantics. The people would praise you for his great ideas. As you usher in a new, more prosperous world order, it'll be you that they shower with gratitude. You would wait... Henry? Is that you? What? Uh, no. Uh, damn it. The jig is up. This is a waste of time. Let's just kill him, too. What was that? Ah! Uh, what is he saying? A Musa camera. What is... Damn it. There's a moth on the lens. I don't think that's any ordinary moth, sir. Look on its back. Is that a man? Go get him, Mr. Mitten. Flying on a giant moss! Wirklich fantastic! Sirs, he's getting closer to the tripod! The beast is gonna ram it! Oh, I think we lost the signal, masters. Did that really just happen? I mean, I know I'm sitting in a secret moon base attacking the Earth with giant automatons, but a moth the size of a house is another thing entirely. I, I don't think I can fully absorb that. I think we need to share this with Adonis. I agree. Housewood. Yes, Master? Remotely detonate the trippid, son. We don't want anything left behind that could tie it back to this base. Also, it might kill that abomination in the blast. Yes, Master Ford. Back on planet Earth, in the Hollywood Hills mansion that serves as a league headquarters, the spunky Beverly Vavrila and her fellow leaguer Stanley have their light afternoon conversation cut short by an unexpected call. Hello? League of International Do-Gooders, Beverly speaking. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh! Oh, no! Oh, oh, good. Oh? Oh, no! To where now? No! Say that again? No! Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I sure will. Oh, you betcha. Okay now. Okay, you take care. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, who was that, Miss Waberla? It was Agent Strumpf from the League of Nations Police Force. I know who he is, ma'am. We were in Europe together, remember? Oh, you were there? What? Yes, re remember the blimp attack? Oh, that's right. I completely forgot. You don't even know who I am, do you? Not really, no. Stanley? Randolph's agent? I came here to pick up a few of his things. Oh, well, that's awfully sweet of you. So? So what? So what did the agent have to say? Oh, my word, Stanley! It's Stavros! Remember they took that big nasty count into custody after we destroyed their island? Not really, but go on. Well... He led the League, the other League, I mean, with the nations and all that, to another secret base where they planned to finally confront him. Stavros, that is, you know. Uh, okay, and? Stanley! They escaped in a rocket! A rocket? Oh! Like fireworks? Oh, but much, much bigger. And Stanley, the Count told them the rocket is headed to a place called, wait for it, Moonlandia! Does this have to do with Randolph? Because if it doesn't, he's going to be really unhappy someone's using his name without crediting him. No, no, honey, Stanley, it has to do with the moon. The actual moon! And they want us to find a way to go up there and stop him! What? You're... you're going to the moon? Yes! Just like the gypsy lady said... What lunacy is this? A battle of the planets. The League versus Adonis Stavros, round two. Just one small catch, folks. How will they get to the moon in time to stop him? And what is Stavros's grand plan? And just what does the gypsy lady know? Only time will tell. Specifically, the time for the next installment of The Killing Moon, here on Tales of... Yeah.